0: Amen. Well, we're going to uh, let children go to class in the back with Pastor Ben, Miss Jody, the team that's working with them. And the rest of you, get your Bible, hold it up. We'll make our declaration of who we are. So say this out loud with me. You ready? This is my Bible. It is the standard I live my life by. I am a spirit-filled believer, sustained by my personal relationship with the Lord, Empowered by my commitment to community and expressed through outreach, therefore, I can say, yes, and, uh, awesome, awesome. Hey, I'm going to do a kind of a different shout out today. One thing we're going to do, we're going to pray for uh, Ukraine and the violence. Somehow it can just stop and be stopped. Amen. You know, Putin to be apprehended uh, for there to be healing. And I also want to lift up the family of uh, Pastor Harold Brown. Uh, Brother Brown graduated to heaven. He uh, had to have surgery. had uh, cancer in one kidney, and they removed that kidney, but just some complications set in. He, it's been a rough week. And Friday, he graduated to heaven. Um, what makes it so hard? He was so sound mind, just sound, focus, and purpose. I've lost a dear friend. The community has lost a, a dear friend. So we're going to pray for his family, and uh, we're going to pray for Ukraine. So let's just do that right now. Father, we bring these before you. Father God, just honoring uh, the, the heritage and the legacy, of Brother Brown, the people that have gotten saved, the church that he pastored, the community that he loved. Just be with his family. I thank you, Father. You're going to encourage them, and his life will live on through so many other people. Now, Father, we bring our world before you. There is so much turmoil. So much chaos, and we just agree, Father, for this one-man war to stop, in Jesus' name. For there to be a ceasing of this maneuver, all the nations that are helping with refugees and so forth. Father, we want to thank you for those people. We're careful to give you the praise, Father, and all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. In your bulletin, you know, in a moment, turn it over for the notes, but you can see down at the bottom, you have given... Very generously, somewhere in the bulletin, I know I saw it earlier, uh, towards our friends in Poland that are helping refugees, getting them at the railroad stations, bringing food and water, bringing them into their home, all that type of stuff. Adam and Tomek, different ones that you've met here before, they're right in the thick of it, and uh, I actually talked to Tomik on Friday, and he's just—they're just so thankful for your generosity. We'll be helping other things, uh, Jody. Went to the back. Is Joey, Jody going to Germany? Is she getting to go? I believe she is. And so she's going to go help her sister and brother in law who have bought an old hotel and they're turning it into a refugee center to take refugees in. It, don't you love people stepping up? And um, yeah, come on, let's give the Lord praise. You know, we might not be able to go personally, but different ones can. And as we pray and Support and give, it just does a tremendous work. Okay, last week, Pastor Chris knocked it out of the park, just continuing our whole theme. Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand clap for that. Forward in faith, right, all year long, forward in faith, there's motion. Two weeks ago, I started a message I want to complete today entitled, Lessons in Faith. So our whole theme, those of you that are visiting today or new to church or you're here with family for baby dedication, Our whole theme this year is just forward in faith. How can we now go forward? You know, it's been a rough couple of years, so many different things with work or sickness and so forth, but it's time to go forward. Would you agree? Let's, Let's go forward, but how can we do that? It's going to be different for each person, but yet we can learn from Hebrews 11. And we're using this chapter as a theme for this. Without faith, it is what? To please who? So you've got to have faith. I know for many it's an elusive virtue. They can't wrap their heart or mind around it. They're trying to make it a feeling or something of that nature. But this quality, this virtue has to operate in us, through us, if we are going to please God. Do we have anybody who wants to please God today? Three of you. Okay. Well, three of you are going to get it. All right. All this year, just sharing on areas we can all grow to go forward in faith. And to go forward, faith must be present. It must be operating. It's such a key in your walk with God. So we have a total of seven nuggets. The first three I did real slow. I'm going to briefly repeat them just to keep it in your heart and mind. You can go back and watch this on our Facebook page. We welcome all of you that are watching online today. You can open up our app and get the notes there as well. But seven nuggets. You know, we live in an age that is in direct opposition, really, to this topic. Uh, Even governments and so forth really want to put fear in our heart, in our lives, and it's almost a control mechanism. We live in an age of skepticism. We can almost be skeptical of just about anything and everything. It's amazing. Even good people, you go up to them, and the first thing out of their mouth will be something of destruction, something of complaining, something of negativity. And that concerns me, especially if they're a believer who really loves the Lord. Now, we all deal with issues, but I think the first thing needs to be something of praise, of trust, of hope. Are you with me? Okay? And yet, with our individual walk with God, forward, forward, motion we need to have our foundation built on faith. Now let me just quickly repeat this story in Mark chapter 9 because I think this is where many of us can be, all of us can be, I can be here at times. This is a story about with Jesus before we go to Hebrews 11. A man in the crowd answered, "Teacher," he's talking to Jesus, "I brought my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of his speech whenever it seizes him." It throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the Spirit, but they could not, Jesus responds. You unbelieving generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? He, he's not mad at them. He's frustrated with the lack of faith, okay? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the Spirit saw Jesus, wow, when it saw Jesus, when evil things see Jesus, It can manifest. It threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, the father answered. It is often thrown him into the fire of water to kill him. (laughs) But if you can maybe do anything, take pity on us and help us. And and Jesus took exception to that statement. He said, if you can, (laughs) come on. I love our Lord. Everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father explained. Will you say the next part with me? I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. So again, I dedicate this message today to every person who would say that last statement. And if we're honest, and what a novice thing to do at church. Come on. I believe all of us can have that thought or have those emotions or feelings. So if you have your Bible, if you want to turn to Hebrews 11, this is where we're going to be. It's referred to the Hall of Fame of Faith chapter from the Word of God. Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. Now, faith is being what? Sure. Yes. Of what we hope for, it is being of what we do not see. That is so powerful. So faith is being sure. Can't see it. Can't figure this out. Don't know which choice maybe to make. Kind of hoping. But, but I'm, I'm sure. There's just something sure inside of me. And not only sure, it's really certain. I'm certain of something I can't see. That's what faith is. It's just being certain of something I can't see. Your salvation is based on. Certainly on something you can't see, but you're sure. And if you're not, you'll get the opportunity today to, to make that sure. So how do you get there? This is so necessary to go forward in faith. Verse 2 gives us a key. This is what the people of long ago, are the ancients, whatever your Bible says, the ones before you, you can read about them in chapter 12. Uh, they're in the grandstands of heaven right now, and it's getting... Bigger and bigger, as each year goes by and you're alive, you've had loved ones or friends that were believers, they're filling the grandstands. Heaven is getting closer for all of us all the time. Are you sure and are you certain it's your home? You need to know that. This is what they were applauded for or commended for or praised for. They were honored because they went through things that we go through as well. Maybe some of them exactly the same thing. So this chapter goes person by person, just different characters in the Bible, pointing out in this chapter what they were commended for. Now, you can read about each one's life. Some of them, it's several books of the Bible. It, it stretches about their life. But yet, this is what they were commended for. So that's very important. If, if the writer is being inspired by the Holy Ghost to write this, there's a lesson for us to learn. There's something for me to glean. So, my thought if we study what they did and they got a shout out in the Bible, maybe we can grow on that. I could grow on that and I could apply it. So, the first one we looked at was Abel. Abel's lesson put God first. Say that with me. Put God first. Now, we live in a Bible Belt area, and I praise God for that. It's wonderful. We have liberties that many larger cities and so forth where there's much more liberalism and so forth, they just can't do it. But we can do many things, and I'm grateful for it. But what I've seen often in our area, people know about God, um, kind of have maybe some relationship with him. It's like he's an app on their, in their phone. Oh, yeah, I, I need to. I need an answer to prayer. Let me go to God. And they do that, and then they close the app, and he's not really first in their life. This is the most important thing right here, what we're going to learn from Abel. Until you put him first, you've never taken what is really the first step of faith, putting him first, and that is, I'm going to make Jesus the priority relationship salvation, it's not just saying a prayer. That's a beginning, but it reflects a relationship. Jesus, you are Lord. Not only that, Jesus, you are my Lord. So let's see what it says in Hebrews about this. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. Cain was Abel's brother, okay? By faith, he was commended. Abel was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. So important. And by faith, Abel, what? Wow. Okay, what what do we need to learn? If, If he's still speaking, and this is a Hall of Fame chapter, still speaks even though he's dead. He's not here anymore. Now, to know this, you've got to go back to Genesis to see what it's about. Genesis 4. Verses three and four. Say those words that are highlighted in the course of time, in the course of time, like nothing urgent, not priority. In the course of time, Cain, whose offering was not accepted, brought some of the fruits of the soil, soil as an offering to the Lord. Good thing to do. He's bringing an offering to the Lord. He was a farmer, and so he grew vegetables or whatever he grew, and he brought that to the Lord. But Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the what? Firstborn. Firstborn. What does it say over here? In the course of time for Cain. Abel what? Firstborn. firstborn. Thank you. So, his was accepted, Lord, with favor on Abel and his offering. What, What can we learn from this? Priority matters to God. Priority matters to God. And when it starts mattering to you, then you begin to move forward in faith and can apply these principles as well. God honors the first of everything. First day of the week, you're here. God loves that. You know, we live in a culture now where people get up on Sunday, well, do I go to the lake or shopping, mow grass, do I go to church? If I go once a month, I'm I'm pretty faithful. That troubles me. Even different ones watching online, I challenge you to come back as soon as you can. You're healthy. Come on back. No one's getting sick here. They're just getting free and happy. Praise the Lord. Okay? First day of the week. Starting your day. Now, some of you are more night people. understand maybe that works better. But when do you give the Lord priority? I like to give them the first in the morning. That's when I'm the most alert. I wake up super early. Read the Bible. Worship. Pray. Just quiet before the Lord. Do you give them the first of the day? Your finances? Do you tithe? God honors that. He honors the first. And when you make God first, when you make God first, your faith grows. It grows. Number two, the next one we looked at was Enoch's lesson, which is walk with God. God's, he's not just a Sunday morning God, okay? Not that type of experience. And it's wonderful. I love the worship, it was great. Everybody's focused up. There was just a sound of one accord in here. I don't know. Just, it's holy. It's pure. I'm blessed. I just felt like anything trying to linger on me or make me heavy laden, it just falls off during worship. And I hope you get that same experience. But you walk with him step by step. Walk with God. Back to Hebrews 11, by faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience Death. How many would like to go the Enoch way? Okay. <laughs> he could not be found because God had taken him away. But before he was taken, he was commended as one who what? Pleased God. Pleased God. He was commended as one that pleased God. That literally means in the original, walked with God. He walked with God. His story in Genesis 5, where he's first mentioned, Enoch walked faithfully with God, walked faithfully with God. Well, God didn't answer my prayer. I'm going to pout for about a year. Mm -hmm. I had a misunderstanding with somebody. I'm going to be mad. Mm -hmm. Come on, help me out, family. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Wow. So this verse literally means... He was in step with God, and if you really want to grow in faith with God, really with anything, the closer you get to that thing, the more you will know that thing. Make sense? We've all been through, you know, different hard things of the last two years now, two years this month. I don't know if anyone that did not have to deal with something with family, work, health, finances, fear, whatever it is, we've all been through stuff. But if you walk close to God, you put total confidence in Him, and you can say, I serve an incredibly good and faithful God. He's good and He's faithful. I've used this illustration. I think Michael had to step out to tend to the baby and all, but uh, we've had German shepherds, and uh, he was real good with the German shepherds as well. But they just wanted to be so close to us. I meant when we go sit on the porch and you know, pet them at night, they they could not get close enough. <laughs> I mean, they just were all over you. If they could be inside of you, they would be inside of you. I mean, that's just if you had a coat on, they want you to wrap them with the coat. They wanted to be close and they wanted to please. Do we want to do that with the Lord? Yes. Come on. Yes. He's not way out there and you're here, and it's just he wants you to walk close. Noah, number three. Everybody with me? Noah's lesson, act on God's word. Just outlining Hebrews 11. Oops, there we go. I must have hit it too many times. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen. Not yet seen. God says, hey, Noah. Yes, sir. Go build an ark. What's that? It's a boat. What's a boat? Here are the dimensions. Just go do it. He act on God's word. It's shown that it took maybe 120 years to build it. This summer with our VBS, we're going to make one of the days to take the children up to the ark. So let's get those dates from Ben and Jody. It's going to be fun. Hey, God. Yeah, what am I doing this for? Why am I acting on your word to do this? It's going to rain. What's rain? Come on, folks. He hadn't seen any of it. When warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, because he wanted to act on God's word, built an ark to save his family, by his faith, He condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Keeping with faith. Family, this is faith. Faith listens to the nudges and takes steps. What are you hearing from the Holy Spirit when you pray, when you read your Bible, when you worship him? What are the little nudges? Ah, you need to go witness to that person. Ah. You hurt that person. You need to ask them to forgive you. Ah, you need to be nicer to your spouse. (laughs) My wife said, yes. (laughs) Just what are the nudges that the Lord shares? We need to do that. Man, y'all do good. The baby's in the nursery. Wow, let's give them a hand clap. That's good. They get a little break. Michael, I was talking about our German shepherd a moment ago when you stepped out. (laughs) How they like to be close. God maybe is nudging you. Take a step. Do this. Respond to me. Give me your. Give me your yes. Your life. Your attitude. Your opinion. Help us, Lord. Then those to whom the Lord you know Him, He wants you. Come on, do this. Follow. Through. How about water baptism? Follow me. You will never know faith until you act on the word of God in your life. Put him first. Walk with him. Act on the word of God. See how these are just progressing? A verse to complement this, it's not about Noah, but this just says it all in James two twenty two. You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. Sanoah so acted on the word of God, and he's honored in Hebrews chapter 11 for what he did. Amen? Okay, let's move on. New one. Abraham. Abraham's lesson. Wait patiently. Okay, let's just move on. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Hey, on Wednesday night, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm teaching on the fruit of the Spirit, and we made it to... Long-suffering or patient, same word. Wednesday night was so good because in the class, everybody can add and talk. We learned so much from one another this past Wednesday night. We'll still be on it this week. So check out one of our classes. He waited patiently. Look at Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Where am I going, Lord? Just just be patient. Just walk. Take a step. Everybody say, take a step. And I don't know what is it about God, but he is notoriously patient. Much more patient than I am. More patient than any of us. Would you agree? 2 Peter 3.9, God is not slow as we understand slowness or consider slowness. But he is patient. You know why? He's not wanting anyone To perish. God is committed to not giving. Everybody say not giving. Not giving giving us instant gratification just like a parent would never give their child everything they wanted the first time they asked for it. Maybe the second time, not the first time. (laughs) Okay, you could laugh, but that's all right. (laughs) Listen, there's something about the development of our character that is more valuable the development of our character. I've learned over the years that God is way more interested in my character than my comfort or me having to be right about something. Think about your character. How how do people consider your character? What, What are you known as? Think about it. We have to understand the whole faith value of patience. Hebrews 6, verse 15. And so after waiting patiently, mm, Abraham received what was promised. He waited patiently. So that could be a verse for some of you right there. You need that one. Write it down. Let me share this. Let it be from the Lord. Hang in there. Come on, hang in there. What is there to go back to? Sin? Sin? Depression, hang in there. You're so close. Don't give up. And here's a verse you should highlight and just put it there on your refrigerator or somewhere. Keep it there. Back to Hebrews 11. 10, excuse me, not not 11. This is talking about Abraham. For in just a little while, hmm, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. See, we're looking at the delay for the prayer, for the breakthrough, for the family member, for the work situation. Okay? My righteous one will live by faith. And look at that. I take no pleasure in the one who what? Shrinks back. Mm-hmm. Everybody say, help me, help me, Lord. Don't shrink back. Don't do it. These are lessons in faith. Hopefully, one of them is a nugget, maybe can help you today, help me today. Number five, read, everybody with me? We're moving through them. Moses, his lesson, it might seem a little strange, don't trust your feelings. Now, you might have thought, well, it's going to be about the Ten Commandments or the Red Sea or the constant miracles, but Moses' lesson, according to Hebrews, don't trust your feelings. Look what's highlighted about Moses is, Nothing about the commandments or the manna or the sea splitting open or any of that stuff. Look what he did. Well, don't trust your feelings. I repeated it. By faith. Everybody say faith. Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, she had rescued him out of a little makeshift boat in the water, in the reeds. They were hiding Moses so he wouldn't be killed because they were killing all the Hebrew boys. And Pharaoh's daughter found him and brought him home and raised him as her own child. When he realized his heritage and really who he was, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, that was a comfortable setting he was in. As they would say down south, he was living high on the hog, right? Right. I mean, he he had it easy, but no, he didn't want that. I'm not going to live a life of compromise and comfort. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God, rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Now, if he was going by feelings, if we were going by feelings, why would we choose to be mistreated? Why would we purposely do that unless we're really being led by the Lord and understand we can't trust our feelings? We've got to know what truth is and what God wants. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. He was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because... He saw him who's invisible. He saw him. He's invisible. Where did he see him? Faith is being sure and certain. He saw him. With his eyes? No. He saw him. He saw him. What do you see? Do you see your feelings? Or do we see? Wait, I'm not going to trust that. I'm going to trust truth. Well, what is truth? Is in here. And as the Lord brings conviction and guidance, then you can understand what it is. Listen, everyone, especially young people, what faith says. I'm not going to follow my feelings. I'll be a person of faith. Feelings will lie to you. They will lie, lie, lie. They'll lie. He had a vision. He had faith in an invisible God. Probably the greatest enemy of your faith are feelings. Hello? (laughs) It's true. Too many people make choices based on feelings, and feelings can lie to you just about every time. It's amazing suddenly when someone thinks something, they have a feeling about something, and it's not accurate, and they go down this road, and, and it destroys them. With a feeling. You can also look at this as living life principled centered. Principle centered. Live by principle, not by pressure, not by feelings. Pressures can make you feel like it would be better to do life or something a different way. Your emotions will want to go astray, and it's there you have to decide. What you know is really truth, what the Word of God says, and live by it. We know it for other people, then we can't sometimes, because of our feelings, get it all mixed up with ourselves. Amen. All right. 2 <laughs> Corinthians 5, 7. For we live by faith, not by So is that your testimony? Listen, with all that is going on in the world, there's a lot. And if you watch news or news clips, I mean, your emotions are getting pulled. I mean, mine are. Innocent people, children. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. I mean, feelings can just make you want to shrink back or respond in anger. And we have to know, okay, what is truth? We're going to pray for that believe for that and trust in Jesus' name. Two more. Everybody with me? Number six. Joshua's lesson, why don't we thank God in advance? What a great way to live. I love this one. I began trying to practice this early in serving the Lord when I was in a good Bible teaching setting as a teenager and serving the Lord. And they would say, hey, when you pray, just go on and thank God. Just thank Him. Well, it hadn't happened yet. Thank Him. Well, I don't feel like, it. thank him, pray and thank him. And it really just changed my whole outlook on how I looked at things. Here's Joshua's lesson. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. Many of you will be very familiar with the story. They had to walk once a day for six days, and on the seventh day, seven times just, just walking. Just walking by faith. Let's just tie that in right there. God says, I'm going to show you how this is going to work. But put your weapons down. Put your words down. Put your argument down. We're not storming the city gates like you would normally do. We're going to circle the thing in silence. Wow. They probably thought, what is this leader up to? Has he gone bonkers? what's, What's going on? And they went around in silence. And then on the seventh time around, on the seventh day, then God said, shout. Ooh, one accord, one voice. Not not one person shouting, but everyone shouting. No one could be heard above. it; just one loud blast. And you can read in other accounts in the Old Testament, God would send out praisers ahead of the army. Wow. How about that? (laughs) It's great we have a retired uh, Brigadier General Mike Bouchard and Tracy here today. Come on, give them a hand clap. We let them move to Ohio. We don't like it. But, Mike, what if you would send out praisers before you sent out your army? How would that normally work? (laughs) But, you know, God's ways are not our ways. Thank God in advance. What is this lesson wanting to teach us? Okay. Really, the purest expression of faith is worship. That's why you need to be in worship service as often as you can at your home with your music, in your car. Just don't lift both hands driving, okay? Just uh, keeping a song in your heart. What happens is your faith grows as you start singing about how good God is. Your faith grows. But Mark, it hasn't felt good this week. There's war, there's inflation, there's sickness. Yeah, I get it. I do. But as soon as you start thanking God in advance, some great things can happen. Let me show you a great detail out of Philippians. You can read this and overlook it so easily, but a verse in Philippians. Do not be anxious about anything. That's good right now, right? But in every situation, there's a bunch By prayer and petition. Oh, what's the next two words? Present your request to God with thanksgiving. And we're not talking about a a Thursday in November. We're talking about every day with thanksgiving. What does that mean? That means, Lord, my wayward child, that daughter, that son. Father, I pray for them. Get them, Lord. Lord. But in the meantime, I'm thanking you already. They're going to be serving you. They'll be in the house of God. They'll be a witness. Their life is going to count with godly purpose. I thank you. I can see it by faith, and I claim it in Jesus' name. Now, you can do that, or you can sit and worry all the time and twiddle your thumbs. It's, it's, it's a declaration of your thanking God in advance. That's the kind of prayer faith people pray with thanksgiving. Get in the habit of gratitude because it takes great faith to thank God for something before it ever happens. Knowing in advance he's going to do it in Jesus' name. You just need one of these nuggets to build your faith. We're learning from the ancients. Faith is being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. Now, let me change the tone here a little bit, okay? Everybody hanging in with me? You read the rest of Hebrews 11, it takes a turn. It takes a turn. No longer do you hear these wonderful success stories. No longer do you hear God ultimately won this battle. Now we get into some stories where it did not work out for someone or someones. This side of heaven. This side of heaven. And the chapter gives a shout-out to them as well. Isn't that great? And it gives us a final lesson in faith in Hebrews 11. And I'm just going to call this, and it just helps me, God always does the right thing. God always does the right thing. No, no, Mark, that was wrong. God shouldn't have done that. I wanted God to do this. I understand. But when you come to the place of, no, God, you do the right thing, you can really move forward. Hebrews 11, 39 through 40. These, now you have to read back. We won't for time's sake, all in Hebrews 11. Those that were tortured, imprisoned, stoned to death, sawed in two. Read all that they went through. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. Well, I don't like that, Mark. Well, I'm not crazy about it either, but they're being commended for their faith. It could be the next generation or two generations where the breakthrough happens. He's not a celestial Santa Claus. He just wants us to be people of faith. And these that didn't receive this side were commended for their faith. Read the part that's highlighted at the bottom. God had planned something better. You have no idea how that gives me comfort, others comfort, for what maybe they were, you know, wanting to see happening, praying about. And it it took a turn. It went a different direction. People are hurting when something goes wrong. You've hurt when something didn't work out how you were wanting. That loved one may be passing away prematurely in your sight or in your eyes. The job situation, whatever it is. I've said it. I'll say it again. You can't threaten the Christian with heaven. That's the goal. That really is the goal. Life should be measured by its contribution, not just its duration. I met the longest living person recorded in the Bible is Methuselah. He lived 969 years of age. We don't know one cotton-picking thing he did. He just lived long. But all of you in Jesus' name are doing some great things in the name of the Lord. Here's my theory, okay? It's a theory. Just Everybody say theory. Don't really have a verse. I have one you can kind of use, but it's just a theory. When I'm giving my opinion, I like to always say opinion and not a verse. But one day we'll stand before God, right? And the Bible says our eyes are going to be open. We're going to see clearly, okay? And I think maybe one of the first sounds, it might be out of your own mouth. Where you go, oh, now I get it. I, again, I don't have a verse. <laughs> I, I, it's just me. One day you'll see him face to face and by faith. We said it, God, you always do the right thing. We don't necessarily feel that or understand it right now. So in the meantime, let's trust. Mm. Trust our Lord. So one day you can go, oh, you really were right. What a novice thought. And once again, we'll say, God, you are as as amazing as I ever thought and more so. Some of you are walking through something difficult right now. Maybe you've prayed about an issue for years and it's not been resolved and You lost the loved one. Let me give you a verse to be in your heart, okay? Here we go. This plan of mine is not what you would work out. Neither are my thoughts the same as yours. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. And my thoughts... Than yours. That's what makes him God. Could that just become the part of him we really love the most? Did you, did you get that, the part we love the most? Could we love God more of the things I don't know about him than all the things I do? I'm just glad he knows stuff I don't know. He's so much smarter than me. If all of God could fit in my brain, it'd be a sad situation. Right? Anybody else there with me? Oh, he wouldn't be very big. His ways are higher. And I, by faith, I know this. I have to remind myself, and so will you. He does things right. He just does things right. Mark, how do you know that? Well, when by faith I believe it, and I go through something difficult, and I allow his amazing peace instead of the questioning or the grating or the anger, just his amazing peace. I know he's in control. I've used this illustration. I'll say it right now. I don't know if Michael even remembers it or, or Jonathan. But my dad died when I was young. Mid-twenties. Healthy. Suddenly sick with uh, some cancer. Died very quickly. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't looking for that. We were young in ministry at our home church. Um, my dad had a farm. and I mean, just all this responsibility, uh, it, which fell on me at that point, trying to figure this all out. Just, you know, dealing with the grief and trying to understand. So it was about two weeks after his funeral, and I took his truck and I went out in the field. I can take you to the spot. And parked it and turned it off and just had a come-to-meeting with Jesus. And I made a decision, God, I don't understand and I don't like this right now, but I'm going to trust you and I'm going to praise you and I'm going to worship you. And folks, a peace came over me because yeah, I meant, you know, you, you go through the emotions and the, all the things, but a peace came and I don't want to explain it, but I just began climbing up out of that confusion or discomfort And all that you face when you face something you're not expecting. A lot of responsibility fell on me. I sent my mom off to Bible school. I have one day a week off, and I'm going up to the family farm early in the morning till late. It was a busy time in our life. Which I didn't understand all that either, but I knew I had to do it for the family. God's grace was there, his strength was there, and I would just praise him driving there in the car and driving back. You are good, you're wonderful. You make all things good. You do all things right. And more purpose came for my mom. More purpose came for us and so forth. Because I refuse to be a statistic to a disappointment. And hold God hostage in my heart. God saw me through. Rick Martin, where are you? Come on up. Wednesday night in class, we were talking about patience. Uh, This is Brother Rick Martin. He's the director of Rama Egypt. He and Tracy will be heading over there again shortly. Great work of God going on. He shared a true story that ties in right here.
1: So when I was in Bible college, we were forced to read a lot of stories about missionaries just so that we could see how missions really was. And I chose to read this book called Bruchko, And it was about a man named Bruce Olson. And Bruce went down to the Motolon Indians in Colombia and he labored among them for years and years and years, and he literally got one guy kind of saved. And if you read, go read the book. I mean, it is a roller coaster of just emotions and, and just all kinds of stuff. But one guy kind of saved. His name was Bobby. And and at Bruce's death, the Motolone Indians, they have a, a tradition where they, they put the the body up high in a tree, and the the closest person to them will sing the story of their life. And they've... Bruce up high and they begin to swing him and Bobby began to sing his life and after Bobby was done singing this man's life the whole village got saved wow. so Bruce gave all of his life and never saw one stick of the promise not one part of the promise but yet he still faithfully served he still faithfully sowed into Bobby's life and at his death this whole village, the Motelons, got saved. So the question is, is are you going to be faithful when you don't see the promise? Are you going to be faithful when you don't physically get to hold the $100 in your pocket or see that child come out of jail? Are you still going to trust when you don't see? Because Bruce Olson did, and I think you can too. Mm, Thank you, Rick. Come on, let's give him a hand clap. Wow.
0: I want you to have that peace. Chris and come on up. I'm asking you to take a step of faith and be able to say honestly to the Lord, if need be. Lord, I think my way is better. Hey, you can be honest with the Lord. He can handle that. I think my way is better than yours. But today, I'm going to choose to believe your ways are always higher and better. You always do the right thing and if you go there listen if you go there in your heart in your mind his presence shoo, can flood you so let's just stand no movement no moving out the doors unless you just have to let's stand i'm ask ministry team come on to the front right now and if one of these little nuggets from hebrews you need prayer of agreement maybe it's about this last one we're just going to sing We're not looking at you. All of us could be down here, but you want someone to agree with you about this right here. Maybe about this last point. Whatever it is. Put God first. Walk with God. Act on His Word. Waiting patiently. Not trusting your feelings. Learning to thank God in advance. God always does the right thing. Come on down right now, and someone wants to pray with you and love you and agree with you. Turn it over to the Lord.